0: This episode includes content that may be considered inappropriate. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. Y'all That's already it. know what the fuck going on. It's your boy, Young Jew, a.k.a. Young Shorty with the 40, a.k.a. <laughs> Young Fung And we also got my main man.
2: you already know who it is. It's your boy, Nate, on the mic. And we got a special guest today. A motivational speaker motivational. a business owner yes, personal sir. fitness trainer yes, nutritionist yes, podcast host <laughs> 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 athlete, podcast yeah, yeah. riverdale high school alumni we got mr david j price in this bitch. yes Woo-hoo! sir yes sir it's a pleasure it's a pleasure I definitely appreciate it so um first i'm going to run down a few quickly i'm gonna get into the personal personal fitness thing my bad that's cool, sorry. That's cool. <laughs> um so for the listeners, in your words, who is David J. Price? Man, <clears>
0: that's <throat> crazy. So I mean, you know, I, I'm a just upfront. I'm a really like authentic, like upfront, cut and dry guy. Like I don't really, I don't like the facade. I know it's, it's society. It's just a lot of people and a lot of things. It's like um, just shit be covered up. Yeah, you know, people don't be real. You know what I'm saying? David J. Price, shit. I'm just, I'm just like anybody else out there. But I have a certain type of passion in me. To where like I want to help people more than anything else. I want to spread knowledge more than anything else, you know. And I and I have something in me that I unlocked, knowing a long time ago. Like I know I'm going to be great. Mm-hmm. I know I'm here to be great. I know what's it what's within me, and I know what I'm capable of doing. I know, I just I know a lot of shit, and then there ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that. So sure. I mean, David J. Price, like I said, bro. I'm I'm born fucking on Cleveland Ave in South Medical. Grew up on Washington Road. Moved around. Lived on Old Nat. Um, we lived on Godby. Then I got them moved to Riverdale. It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. I um, I was I was finna go to Tri Cities for high school, but right right as soon as my the end of my eighth grade year, I ended up moving um to what's the name? Moving to Riverdale, and I hated that shit at first just because of the switch. I hated it, but we had we had a house. What, what about
2: it? What about the switch? Just
0: because, like, bro, I, I grew up like. Okay, so I guess I was born on Cleveland, but we, for a short amount of time, not a short amount of time, I'm like, when we, when they was living, I was a baby, so I don't remember like where exactly, right, the right, house yeah. they was living in, but I remember probably when I was like three, three to like six or seven at the most, I was living in Ellenwood, um, in a house, a big blue and white house, my mom, dad, sisters, Um, and then we lost the house, and I moved out of that house and moved to old Nat, living with my auntie. And I went from my house with my mom, dad three two sisters to a like three-bedroom apartment on old nat with like 15 people put together mm. bro like between kids between kids and adults 15 people bro Damn. like so then we're going from there to Gaby to um washington road it's like i grew i grew up although i spent a lot of time in ellenwood in that house i really grew up like in a neighborhood like mm. knowing P- apartments, knowing yeah. a big community, having a big family. So like going from there like I'm talking about when we living on old Nat, Gabi, the Road, we we it's like I have a carpet house everywhere. You walked everywhere. Like I just knew the whole community yeah. type shit. Like, so we going from to, from there to Riverdale, never heard of this place, Right. Um. in a fucking quiet-ass neighborhood. And ain't nothing wrong with that, but it's a quiet-ass neighborhood with houses, so I'm not used to not knowing who live around me, yeah, for right. real. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. in these houses, nobody have no reason to just be—ain't nobody in the streets. Ain't nobody, like, walking—I ain't saying in the streets, like, on some thug shit. I yeah. mean, like, literally, in the streets. Right. It's just— cars there's only there's only room for cars to drive in apartments and neighborhoods you can easily be walking through the hood and see folks like throughout the street mm-hmm. so <clears throat> i was just used to that <clears throat> i was just used to that and used to living like in Fulton county and then yeah. learning like i'm in, I'm in Clayton county now and shit and like saying nothing was wrong with it because i got a cousin to it i stayed over there for like six years ended up graduating and shit like that and um i mean i, I grew i grew to love riverdale though i grew to love yeah. riverdale So that was the biggest change, though, just literally the scenery and the environment.
2: Yeah, I feel you on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about your upbringing shaped you into who you are today? Because honestly, it sounds like you stayed in the most notorious hoods of (laughs) 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 Atlanta. So how did you become who you are now with, I guess, the environment you had?
0: Shit, mindset. Like, it's all mindset, bro. Everything that I was exposed to, it was either a choice, like whether I was to allow myself to fall down that path or choose my own path. And I just knew at an early age. I mean, I was raised very well. Although I had those hoods around me, I had those family members around me, mm-hmm. I had those friends around me. Like my dad always told me since I was young, and my mom, like, you can do it, you can be whatever you want, you can do whatever you want, and you have to um, control your own mind. Don't let nobody influence you. So, I mean, I, I really, I learned early, bro, you either gonna die or go to jail and I knew I didn't want to die or go to jail. So I knew I had, it was always my own decision um, to really do do whatever I chose to do, whatever little trouble I wanted to get into. I always knew the consequences. Uh, My dad was a very disciplined man. Like he told us, like, if I ask you to do something, I want it to be done. If it ain't done, that's ass. So like, I was very disciplined. Um, But I say all around, bro, the shit that shaped me the most, cause I still, at at any moment, I could have changed. At any moment, I had this shit right there. I lost my mom when i was like 16 15 turning 16 and she had stage four breast cancer and it's not a sad story it's not a sad story it's really like i turned that tragedy to a triumph because although that shit was stripped from me from the moment i found out she had it i knew she was gonna she was gonna pass so i was mentally already preparing myself for that moment to to come so when it did come it was like the torture was over and my mom was such a great person that I knew the only thing I could do now is be the best version of myself that I can be. I can only be the best man that I can be. I can only live, you know, as right as I can. You know, it's something that my dad always told me: you do right, and right will follow you. So that's something that always stayed in my head. But I just love my mom so much. It's like shit. I'd be should be ashamed of me if I was to do some 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 crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's really what helped me, bro.
1: So. Who was one of the people in your life that really motivated you or, like, who was one of your role models?
0: <sighs> Shit, growing up, growing up, role models, I mean, really, I kind of, I kind of, like, okay, growing up, I kind of, like, stayed to myself. Like, when I say stay to myself, it's just, like, I have a lot of interesting, <clears throat> intrin, intrinsic motivation. Like, yeah. I really didn't, I'm going to say I didn't need a role model, but it's, like, Growing up, I would just see certain things from certain men. So and you would, was like your own role model, but in, in a sense, in a no, sense, I feel that. But like, um, yeah, like I see, for example, I seen Barack Obama, mm-hmm. black man in a suit leading the fucking country.
1: Mm-hmm. Facts. I'm like,
0: okay, right. fuck, I could do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I feel that. so it's like, um. I learned, I just learned a lot when I did projects and shit, you know, Mm -hmm. doing different like black folks like John, I think John Clark or something or somebody Henry, the the dude who made the dustpan, you know, or like really my role models, bro, I would just absorb so much. It would be the world, bro. I would take the good that I can from the world. Like when we had um, Black History Month, you know, Black History Month, Throughout that whole month, it's so much packed into that month that we get exposed to, you know. Like, yeah. you know, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, but also those inventors, you know, those creators. Uh, mm-hmm. George Bush, people, dude with the peanut. Um, just seeing my- George my, Washington Carver. Yeah, George Washington Carver. Yeah. So it really wasn't like I had one specific role model. It was more so just like when I would see the greatness that black people can do and that black men can do, I was like, oh, why the fuck would I not want to be that? So that's, Wait, How do you? Twenty-two.
1: You're twenty-two.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. So, what makes you want to be so motivational? Like, like what, what, <clears throat> what? At what age? When did it really kick in?
0: So, I lie to you, not like I. I always just had like a good way with my words, even as as early as like middle school. See, all right, my sister, she was like a problem child. You know what I'm saying? My sister, like hot. Oh head. nah, I feel that. shit. You sure. know what <laughs> I'm saying? So like I, me being the youngest, like. I would have to talk to her a lot, type shit, to help her like get through some get through shit. So I was always well with my words. So as early as like middle school, bro, all my friends would like come to me with their problems. You know, so you
1: would be like the mature one in the group.
0: Yes, I was very much a therapist. My dad always told me I was like my dad put. But if anything, my I'm tripping, bro. My dad was my role model because although he was, I was not about the same man, yeah, yeah. you were talking
1: a lot
0: of good <laughs> stuff about him, man. It, 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 you going to so mention him. Like, yeah, of course, bro. My dad, like, he's a he's a great hell of a man. And he was not perfect. And the reason I probably didn't say him initially because I don't necessarily mirror myself, like, exactly like him. But, like, one thing, a couple of things about my dad, he very, very disciplined. He, you can count on him. You know, he a big, strong dude. Says like, what he means means what he says. Set, exactly. To yeah. the T. So, like, shit like that I definitely took after. Um, But one of the things, duh, 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 what was I just saying? What was the question? the words my friends oh my dad's always he always treated me like i was ages years ahead of my age he's always telling me like you don't he had high expectations for me since i was young because i was like branded as like gifted or see okay so i'm gonna tell you like it's a couple of things bro like my my folks my mom i'm the only kid that my mom and dad had when they was married yeah now they also had me by mistake like they really wasn't wait
1: so are you like the oldest or the youngest? youngest Okay, so you're yeah. the youngest, youngest. Yes, I'm
2: the okay.
0: youngest out of everybody. Out of everybody, out of how many siblings? Six in all. No, seven. Let me not lie. Uh, damn. Yeah, let me. Let me. God. It's me. Damn. <laughs> it's me. My sister, my other sister, my sister, my brother. So five in all. Five. Oh, okay. All all. Right. I said six because I lost my brother Charles, but he Ooh. he he was a he didn't make it oh okay so but no nah, i definitely now, understand that my mom and my dad when i say they had me by mistakes not like i'm a mistake child but they just didn't intend on it think about it. my birthday is in october they it'd be like nine that, yeah. months before that yeah. you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying yeah. that time yeah. february january so, <laughs> so. <laughs> you was a valentine's baby <laughs> you dig what i'm saying so the but the thing the thing is though my uh dad it's crazy how he had his kids because he had he always tell me and my my just like he felt like he had another chance with us yeah. so just a little backstory my mom moved here from new orleans with my oldest sister ebony mm-hmm. she met my dad he had already had uh two kids but the, he was a boy he had his first child was a boy and then it was a girl and then he met my mom now both of his previous baby moms was like they was those type of baby moms who gonna hide the kid from the dad like one literally like left the city toxic type shit yeah yeah now um but he was still very much in their lives. Now, when they met, they had my sister, Mm -hmm. who's over me. They thought she was gonna be the last one. I came three years later, after they had gotten married. So, when I was in my mom's stomach though, they said I wasn't gonna make it. Like, they literally was like, either she gonna die, and and I'ma live, or I'ma die, and she gonna live. One or the other. Wasn't supposed to be successful. She going to the doctor, getting these checkups, and giving her bad news, bad news. One day, my oldest sister, Ebony, like literally, my mom came from the doctor. She put her hands on my mom's stomach and prayed and like spoke in tongues. Like she broke out in tongues. Yeah. And prayed like just like God took over her, and literally the next time my mama went to get the checkup, they was like, "I'm good." Like like everything was everything like, was good. Yeah. Like type shit. So I still, even still, it was like it was like everything was perfect. But it was like, it was looking like You you had a surviving chance. Yeah. It yeah. was a better chance of both of us living from that point. But I still was like, "This, like, girl, you, you might have to prepare for the worst type shit. That's what the doctors was telling my mom. Yeah. So I came out and I'm the only like I'm the lightest one. Like my mom said when I came out I was white. She was like, Who, who baby is this? Like she Like who baby is this? <laughs> like I was, came I was, out <laughs>
1: looking like MJ. Who you talking
0: about? <laughs> She said I was white and red. Like, but Sheesh. um, yeah, my my motivation is like uh, one of the things that draw back to that motivation is knowing that I wasn't supposed to be here and knowing like, shit, I'm I'm really like a, a miracle. So when I, like I was saying, back to my dad saying like, he didn't treat me like an average kid. So I didn't act like an average kid. Mm-hmm. He would tell me like, you may be, and this shit was earliest bro, Early is like eight years old. Mm. Early eight, nine, definitely ten. He like, you may be ten but you think like you're twelve or thirteen. So you can't try to yeah. act because I've I would just show the shit. I would I would I would just ask Certain type of questions And have certain type of Conversations with my parents And ask them These certain things And they would They would pick up on Like this boy Not average mm-hmm. So I couldn't I It was like I had to be treated A certain type of way So I've always been Treated great I've always been like Reflected great You know what I'm saying My, my sisters You know they, they would kind of Pick at me And tease at me Because I was like Gifted And like I said Early they deemed me Gifted and um tagged Or whatever So I took like Special classes You know I, I'm, getting, I'm hearing this shit All the time at home So I knew I was special so I just kind of acted that way as well.
2: You didn't feel any pressure from being branded, gifted at such a young age? No pressure, <laughs> no pressure.
0: <laughs> no pressure. My, I, back back to my my folks, I love to make them proud. Like I I love to make my mom and my dad happy. And I mm-hmm. learned, I don't know, I was very, very observant. Like when I was, I, I'm one of them kids who who can really like, why your ass to sleep? Like, oh, the sky is blue, son. Oh, for real, why? Oh, because and if you give me an answer, I'm going to question that shit. Yeah. Now, my dad would get annoyed after about three whys, but my mom would give me all the whys she can give me yeah. until they turn into a little son. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that that shit, she, they always sharpen my mind, and they always sharpen my, in- <clears throat> my intellect. Like, my mom literally... Like I just had, I really was, I was exposed To a lot of great shit Like my mom would Bring me home Like after I get home From school Homework was fucking Play That shit was nothing mm-hmm. She would have These little cards She had a deck of cards This shit looked like A fucking Like a brochure Like you know how A brochure is like A rectangle Like skinny like yeah. That Imagine that But it was like A thick ass Stack of like Index cards mm-hmm. And it was like Information Y'all probably seen These holes before It was like Math, history Language arts or whatever And it was like it was like on a ring or something, so mm-hmm. she could flip yeah, through them shit. Nice yeah. Reading Rainbow yeah. Shit. I don't know. Probably. But nigga, we, now I would remember reading Rainbow. I had reading Rainbow magazines, but bro, that shit was like, she used to always like, just train me on shit like that or print shit out we had a printer and computer at mm-hmm. home She would print shit out for me to study and like but my dad had me like lifting weights and shit that's that's kind of how I got into training yeah. and shit i got i'm i'm lifting weights and shit early as fuck like watching him exercise and shit early as fuck so yeah like I was saying i was always just exposed to be great so as far as the pressure being mm-hmm. early like nah it was just regular for me it was regular like it was a part of me cuz as long as i knew i was gifted and that shit ain't changed who i was like i still was me i'm not it wasn't like i was gifted and then david no i'm david it just what so happens i'm gifted yeah so that's what it that's how it was like
2: what are some of the biggest misconceptions about you
0: i think some of the most common misconceptions um just like the misconceptions of every black man mm. you know like i'm a angry person um um i don't have control over my emotions um i'm not people who don't know me for real probably think i'm not smart or intelligent probably think i'm a threat to them you know like plenty of times growing up i remember like holding a door open for a white lady or something mm-hmm. or um just like i'm all, I'm a very polite person so i'm just like just certain situations where you could tell like this person like fearful like looking yeah. at me sideways like oh okay yeah don't <laughs> even want to say thank you for right. real and like um i mean those those are just some common misconceptions because i mean just like i said as a common black man is just like we, we, we very misunderstood. So, until you actually see me and open my mouth and hear me open my mouth, it's like, yeah, you probably would think I'm the average stereotype. Like, perfect example is like, literally, bro, you see how I'm dressed right now, right? I could dress like this, or I could literally look like I used to have folks in school tell me, like, bro, you like you about to uh, go to a concert, and are you a rapper? Like, literally, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you an artist? It used to be so funny, but I, I have like what you would call like the average. You know what i'm saying like yeah. uh, jeans you know the the yeah. fit the drip yeah. and it's gonna look like i'm a thug or a gangster or whatever just because I'll have these clothes on I got treated completely different from when I had that shit on with my hat to the back with you know my shit on versus when I have some shit like this on you know what I'm saying just off my clothes alone so it's just a perception thing.
1: Oh no I feel you on that look I'm glad you actually uh, talked about being a master of your emotions and shit like that earlier like what how important is that to you and how important is mental health to you?
0: Bro, it's the most, the mind is the most important thing to me, bro, on this earth. Like, really, like, they the, the quote, the mind is a terrible thing to waste is an understatement. Like, facts. that's why I try to pour that shit into anybody. I pour Fendi it into facts. anybody, any, any woman, any man, any boy, any girl, any color. Because, like, mental health is something that we don't speak about enough, especially in our community. Especially... The black men like bro we don't have no i was just crazy i was just talking about this on my own podcast about how like bro it's not regular for a man to cry it's not regular for a man to express his emotions if i was to say i found this diary in in the in the locker back there it's automatically going to be assumed that it's a woman's diary that's a girl's diary because if it was a <laughs> yeah. man's diary yeah. it would be looked at or deemed as weird or, or sweet or he he's soft you know what i'm saying yeah. so like Shit like that, bro, it's why I feel like mental health is, we don't speak about it enough because you don't understand everything stems from your mental health. Every, your life right now, everything that you have is the result of an action that you previously took in the past. You only take actions based off of how you think. If you change the way you think, you'll change your whole world. So Facts. that's why the mental health, bro, the mind, you got to you gotta train your brain just like you train your body. You got to sharpen your brain just like you sharpen your body. You got to protect and take care of your mind just like you protect and take care of your body. So, like, that's what I encourage more people to do. That's why, I, shit, any type of knowledge I know, I spread that shit. Like, I will tell you however. You know what I'm saying? like So,
1: what type of steps, like, you would give <clears throat> to our viewers, you know, to work on your mental health?
0: Man, you got to start off by being real, bro. Being real with yourself. Like, fuck fuck with society got going on you got to really start to not give a fuck like being like self-aware yeah like oh self okay so not not even self-awareness that's that's like another step the first step is is <clears throat> is coming to terms with who you are what you want and being okay with not caring about what people think about you that's where it comes from like i said i fucking grew up like i didn't really get teased in school a lot a lot You know what I'm saying Like every Now I was a little chubby uh, Growing up So I probably got more teased About that But as far as my intellect And my smarts I got teased and shit a lot By my family My own family Like my cousins My sisters and shit Oh yeah But I would That's called character development
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what that's called
0: (laughs) But the thing about it Is that I wouldn't let that shit Take away from who I was Like I was I just didn't care You know what I'm saying I still would do whatever I wanted to do Like I was a very very active kid I was always playing sports and shit And you know I'm I'm out there doing that shit And then I'm also in there like reading type shit So I was like I never let that shit change who I was So you got to be very self-aware. You got to build, you got to have confidence. And if you're not one of those people who have confidence in you already, then that's something that you have to work on. Because in this world, that's something that's a, that's really going to help set you up for a lot of things in life, is having the confidence to say what you want, to speak your mind, to express yourself. And you got to really understand yourself. Like that's going to help that shit. For real, that's going to help you begin to understand yourself more. The more that you actually tap into yourself and ask yourself these certain questions, like it's regular, it's very, very regular and okay to talk to yourself but if i but if but if you you see what i'm saying like in the society it's like oh if he talked to himself something must be wrong with him type shit you know what i'm saying but bro i literally now now i don't out loud say shit to myself um for a long time but for okay so i have conversations in my head all the time but i may say some shit out loud like i might even if nobody's there i may say some shit like damn why the hell did i do that that shit crazy like that shit crazy and and then I just keep thinking like but you gotta play with your mind so let me ask you mm -hmm. what's your take on toxic
1: positivity um if you um, want me to elaborate I can yeah yeah, yeah. alright so toxic positivity is basically where you're being positive in a situation no matter what or Mm. you're never really dealing with your emotions you're just basically pushing it down pushing it down Mm. and you're saying fuck it i'm just gonna do this and be okay and never dealing with your emotions until one day you explode
0: yeah that's something that you know it's 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 not as okay so it's like at least you take you taking a step forward to be positive so i must commend that first you know what i'm saying because that is good But it's about being real with yourself. Like I said, like you got to understand you got to be able to accept any situation and then be able to add the positivity to it. Like this is my take on on toxic positivity, because I, I play that to a certain degree, because when you said, you know, you said toxic positivity is being positive no matter what and. When and then pushing like other certain shit down and down until you explode. Now that's why the reason I say I play a part of that is because I'm positive no matter what. I'm positive no matter what the situation is, but I don't push down the negative. I don't push down the reality of the situation. I deal with it and accept that this is the reality and I cannot change it, but I can change how I feel about it. So I have this quote and I really, I really been saving this bit because I want to coin it before a motherfucker take it. But it's all right, whatever happens happens. <laughs> if just think about this, no matter what, bro. It's always getting worse and it's always getting better. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It can always be worse and it's always getting better. Say that shit no matter what situation you in. If I, if I, if it is always put that shit on a t-shirt. I'm telling you. <laughs> listen. It can always be worse. That's that's the first part. I say that first because you must be grateful for what you have. You must be grateful for whatever situation that you are in. Like whatever shit. Let's say let's say I'm a plug. I'm serving. A nigga just ran off. And, like, let's say I just got robbed, matter of fact, lost my whole pack. First thing I'm gonna say is that it can always be worse. I could have got shot, I could be dead. Mm -hmm. That's the point. And it's always getting better. Why? Because I still have time to go run this shit back up. I still have time to go fix these mistakes. I got time right. to go take action. So that's why it's a double, it's a double fucking quote right there because it ain't, it ain't like, it can always be worse than you just sit here and accept the shit and don't do shit about it. It's about being able to say it can always be worse and you got to acknowledge that it is getting better because it is a possibility that from this situation, you can go ahead and move forward. You learn and grow, right? You learn and grow, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you got to turn, turn your L's, turn your losses into lessons. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest part of all this shit. No, ain't no such thing as a, as a loss. You, Every situation Every man you meet Every situation you encounter Is here to teach you something Whether it's a good thing Or a bad thing Don't matter It's really no such thing As good and bad It's just one thing You have to take Whatever you take From every Mm -hmm. situation So that's what I would say About toxic positivity For my folks out there Who don't know how to really Deal with their problems And just kind of like Run from it You can't run Because you're running to another problem. Like, because you're you're going to create, you're going to carry that problem with you no mm-hmm. matter where you go. So you're going to go into a good situation bringing in the problem from your past situation right. and turn that shit into a problem yeah. without you noticing. And then that's what, when it really becomes toxic because now you're not aware of the situation. Now you're not aware that you're bringing this toxic-ass shit with right. you because you're being fake about saying this, like, the fake positivity yeah, part. Lying like, to it? yourself. Don't lie to yourself. That You got to really come to terms with that shit. Like, mm-hmm. literally, bro, I remember young, like, real deal a lot of shit bro i just took a lot from it like for example perfect example something that helped me really get into my fitness and shit but <clears throat> it also built my confidence and my self-esteem i never forget to this day like i said i was chubby in, in elementary school um i had we listen i was on washington road we had the we had the best pool in on on the whole street it was in holland retreat they didn't change the names now but it was Holland Retreat. we had the best pool so everybody would come to our pool mm-hmm. and i was in a pool and some girls from school came in there. Now, it was, they all was my friends, but I had a crush on one of them. And the girl who fucking, mind you, I, I'm in school, so obviously I never had my shirt off. Yeah. So one of the girls, I feel like she had a crush on me at the time. but So she, we would always kind of go at it, but we was friends. So I'm literally, I peep them coming to the pool. They, mind you, and I knew they was coming that day, but I wanted to get my swim in and go before they came. <laughs> so I'm literally like watching the door to see when they come because I had a plan. I'm like, okay, I'm just going go this way. Right. They done finesse me in my own hood. It's a shortcut in the back. <laughs> it's a shortcut in the back. or It's in the fence over there Man. that they came in. I'm watching the pool. I'm watching the door the whole time. I see them coming this bitch from over here. I'm like, where the fuck y'all come from? Okay. Um, I'ma play it cool. Man, I kept my neck under the water the whole time. I'm trying to see what I'ma do. I I'm try to see what I'ma do. But when I tell you the minute I was like, okay, if I get out, and my shit was over there. Like but if I get out and go over there, it's over. So yeah. I'ma like, I'm just get out over here in the shallow end, do what I gotta do. <sighs> as soon as I left Ray's about the pool, all I heard was, uh, David got <laughs> Listen, mind you, this girl got the loudest mouth at, at the whole pool, nigga. Listen, this is what I heard. Ugh, they got man titties. I said no. Mind you, this bitch said it right next to the girl I had a crush on. <laughs> I was sick, bro. I ay, was sick. Hey, as a young nigga that had man titties before, nigga. I
1: feel you on that. Look, look, <laughs> look, look,
0: look, look. I feel you on that.
1: I ain't even want to take my shirt off when I was like 17, my, bro. Like dead,
0: <laughs> Bro, that's how it was, bro. I was sick about it. She said, "Uh, they've got man titties." Boy, I almost yeah. cried that night. Matter of fact, I left, I, I took my, I said something smart right back to her, you know, I had to show, I had my <laughs> yeah. pride, you know, I had to yeah. show. Yeah. I, <laughs> I said some goddamn, and played it cool. I left within the next five or 10 minutes, tried to play, I was cool. oh, I got a, my mom, S-Y-Z, yeah. left, goddamn, went to the crib, and I literally, like, thought that shit brought me down, bro, it brought me down because it's like, I couldn't even cap, like, gee, Although to me, it's like it wasn't like I had man titties, she obviously wasn't lying. She said this shit for a reason, so I look in the mirror, I'm like sitting down, looking at this shit, I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, this shit crazy, that shit really started, and I was in the fifth grade, that shit really started to fuck with my self-esteem and everything, right? And I took that moment, it probably, that, that night that shit stuck with me. Yeah. I got there, probably a day or two went by, talking to my dad about that shit. Well, I talked to I told my sister about this. Shit. I told my whole family, my whole house about this. Shit. I was mad, <laughs> honestly. But um, but bro, my family. I came from a strong family because they built me right up. Like they built me right back up, and I started taking the actions. I started taking the steps to actually change that shit. To actually, I started going to the fucking rent office to run on the treadmill every day. I would goddamn work workout. I would. Do I, I told my dad I wanted to eat different. And they always supported me. I had a big support system. They would support me in anything I wanted to do. So before I before I completely, like, changed my body, though, my mom was already changed. I already had my confidence back. I mm-hmm. already felt good. Like, I'm like, bro, it don't even matter. Like, because, and then at the end of the day, I start. I'm like, bro, I'm still handsome. Like, it, it don't even matter because, like I said, it's just those little things. Like, you got to have confidence. Like, mm-hmm. I had a lot of, I had a lot of, like, um, Compliments growing up Like I was always told I was smart I was always told That I was handsome So I kind of fell back On those things Like even when she first Told me that shit In that moment Like it did hurt my feelings Cause I was a little boy And and even by the time I went home It did hurt my feelings But really by the next day I really was like Over that shit Cause I'm like Shit you ugly though <laughs> oh god I'm like you ugly though yeah. you got bumps on your face my my skin is clear yeah. like and so it's just like I kind of but I dealt with the shit though I didn't just kind of push it down like I, I even said to myself or oh, I was aware that like yeah that shit did hurt my feelings and I do I am a little overweight so I took <sighs> actions to change that shit afterwards and I mean that shit helped me in the long run that shit helped, shout out to Asia that shit helped me in the long run bro and kind of find out she did tell me she had you know you had a little crush on me too so <laughs> the man see it must went too bad because she definitely had a crush on me but yeah hit that man DM yeah yeah what that wait what's her
1: name what's her name oh Asia
0: that's my dog yeah she Asia yeah 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 hit that man's DMs yeah nah you yeah, can't yeah. do that can't do that man can't oh, he, can't do that oh yeah he, don't
1: don't hit his don't hit
0: his DMs then <laughs> uh, <laughs> he glowed up now. <laughs> Nah, nah. But um yeah, that's my dog. But that was that was that was a good time. Like I said, always learn, bro. Take mm-hmm. every loss turn it into a lesson. That so, um time.
2: would you agree that discipline is something that is instilled in you as a as a youngin along with integrity and stuff of those characteristics of those type
0: yeah. of things? Yeah, it definitely is, bro. Like my dad was big on that shit. And then I also I went to the military. I was in the Air National Guard. Mm. Um and I joined that shit in the 10th grade. So, that shit obviously instilled a lot of discipline in me. Um, and a lot, of, and it helped. It helped me like maintain the shit that I learned, the, the successes that I got. Like I said, I was always very aware. I kind of realized shit. If I do this, do this a certain way, I will benefit from it. If I mm-hmm. do this a certain way, I will succeed in it. So the discipline part of it, like yeah, my dad didn't play nothing, bro. He didn't. He only asked us to do shit once. And literally, like when we used to eat dinner, we came. He came up with this game called eat, chew, swallow. Literally, the <laughs> nigga would literally, bro. And I can't make this up. I promise you, bro. I swear, I don't make none of this shit up, bro. No literally, cap? No cap? I swear to God. Literally, after we would, if you, if you like, you didn't want to eat your food, cause all right, he had this big ass chair, kind of like when he had a love seat mm-hmm. in the living room. The nigga would sit in the love seat, call us over there, grab our plate. We was little, so we didn't we didn't have to, like, get on our knees. And as he's sitting down, we, like, eye-level type, you mm-hmm, know? Yeah. Not eye-level, but basically he in, he in front yeah, I of get us. What you mean, yeah. The nigga would scoop the shit and say, open, put it in your mouth, tell you to chew, And then tell you to swallow Wow (laughs) That was the game That's the game (laughs) That's the game So like What's the prize What's the the prize An empty (laughs) empty plate I don't know A full stomach I don't know But you ain't had no choice But to eat that food So (laughs) as you can see Yeah my dad ain't played None of that shit bro But my dad wasn't like He wasn't like the type. See, my my mom and my dad balanced very well. That's Mm -hmm. why I think I'm very well raised because my dad was the stern, disciplined. My mom was the loving, caring. Now, they both, they they was a well-oiled machine because my dad was very loving and caring as well. My Mm -hmm. mom was also very...
2: Stern as yeah. well
0: But she didn't have to Enforce shit She would tell me What to do And if I didn't act Like I want to do it She gonna call my dad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so But the I got the love From both ends I got the discipline From both ends So yeah And I was just raised To do to always do right Like my dad told me That shit Do right when nobody Looking type shit yeah. So that's the integrity Part of right. it And when I was in the military All this shit was just Maximized So gaining shit From there You know what I'm saying Once I left It's like I took all that shit With me
2: So would you also say that discipline being disciplined doesn't coincide with uh or not being disciplined doesn't coincide with fitness of course
0: well you said not being disciplined Mm -hmm. coincides with fitness um so yeah it's like if you if you're not disciplined you know with nothing else that you're doing in your life you're not going to be able to force yourself to do something you don't like doing right which is fitness Yeah, like i'm in a gym and shit i don't like working out right I I, i do what i do because that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, okay, I am gonna say that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I'm choosing to do. You know what I'm saying? If I go and show up, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to put the effort in now. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, nigga, nobody like lifting that heavy ass that shit, shit off of the ground. Nobody shit hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's nobody like running hella hard and shit. Don't nobody like squatting all this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's the shit that you do for the reward. It's the, it's the discipline. It's the You have to look at the shit from the long term, you know, the long term reward that you're going to get. Like, my own... I had my own fitness plan when I changed my body from from the fucking the, um, titties to the fucking abs and shit. I literally would do fucking sit-ups and push-ups on my bed. I mean, next to my bed before I went to sleep every night.
2: So was that uh, the titties thing <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of the catalyst for you to go into the per- uh, fitness thing or was it before that?
0: Okay, so it wasn't really... No, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't before that. That was what woke me up. Like, mm-hmm. that's what literally, like, when I say I have a support system, I, it's like no joke. Like, my sister was in the army. So, when I told her about the shit, she came home. Matter of fact, she wasn't home when, it, when she was in the army when that shit happened. So when I told her about this shit, by the time she, she came home, I don't know how long ago after that, but when she came home, she would train me. She would tell me like, when I got home from school, I couldn't go outside and play or play the game until I worked out with her. And she mm-hmm. would have me drop my shit, change, and I would be running back and forth, running back and forth, running back and forth, uh, doing push-ups, doing sit-ups. Wow. She would put me through that shit. And so that gave me, and I seen the shit change like that. So what really got me into the fitness thing though, like that happened like i said in the fifth grade i didn't have no no real reason to be trying to be a personal trainer in middle school i'm still a little kid so that's not what made me become a personal trainer i just changed my body then and also started getting taller getting slimmer i seen the results of my hard work so did that and then what really helped me get into the fitness thing was right around 10th grade right around like 9th grade when i wanted to go play football Mm -hmm. that's what made me get into the fitness thing because i'm like okay i'm in shape but these niggas big. They the, they the good type of big. I'm, yeah. s- I'm small now. Yeah. So I'm like, I wanted to play like a certain position. My coach like laughed at me type shit. Like, right. Like, no, seriously, no. Um, I <laughs> so like, I'm like, okay, now I got to actually like grind to get bigger in the, in the right way. So that's when I started like in my own fitness plans doing certain shit in weight training and just really pushing myself to see what i could do and that's when i really got into the fitness thing yeah the military and shit that just maximized the shit it was like i just knew i was was always above average so i was always above average mentally and physically so physically seeing that shit i'm like okay I know I have a certain type of ability or capability. I'm not going to waste it. I don't right. want to waste it. So that's when I was like, was like okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go to the military. See, my plan wasn't to become a personal trainer. My plan was to be, be in the military. Mm. Shit just don't always go out. Retire time. from the military? I didn't. No. No, no, no. I damn sure wasn't going to do 20 years. <laughs> um, I, I knew yeah. that. I knew that. I wasn't going to do 20 years, but yeah. I was going to. Let them take care of me until I figured everything out. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's where things got to go back to being aware. Like, I knew I didn't know exactly. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do because I knew I was going to be great. I knew I was going to be successful, but mm-hmm. real deal. Like, I'm not making shit up. I just knew it. Like, I felt the shit within me. So it was like, I'm going to do what I'm successful at most right now while i fi- until i don't want to do it no more until i figure out some other shit
2: i got a question i'm going to get back into like the fitness part okay. too but um <clears throat> i heard on your podcast you say your parents always told you that you can do anything but what made you believe that
0: man actually trusting them believing them and actually doing doing certain shit bro like i would literally bro it was it was really it goes back to me being gifted and shit sometimes i would think like this shit can't be this easy it can't be like i can't really be always finishing first you know what I'm saying? Mm. Finishing first again hundreds, like hundreds, nineties and shit. Like yeah. not, I never, I never expected to get less than an A on a nothing that I did in school because it was just that fucking easy. So I was like, well, I'm, i I was really intellectual enough to say, okay, well, if I'm this age and all these kids are this age and we all are in this class because we're supposed to be on the same level, mm-hmm. but I'm done in five minutes, yeah. and that nigga just took thirty minutes to do that shit. I'm obviously yeah. <laughs> something is different there. Right. So I'm like okay, do it again, do it again. I'm done in 5 minutes. This nigga finished in 10 minutes. But I got a 100 and he got a, a 92. Mm-hmm. Like I I was I was consistently doing higher shit. Right. I was I could tell I was smarter than a lot of my family, you know, even some adults. Like growing up I could tell like not necessarily they probably obviously knew some things that I did not know, but it's just like the way that I Looked at certain things I knew that they didn't look at those things that way So so I would kind of just I would kind of see myself do extraordinary things And then even like Something like physically Like I said I, they, t- they would tell me I could do anything But I would go race kids outside and not lose Like I would literally not lose So I would do anything I wanted to do And was successful at it bro Like I would literally play fucking I made my own sports up in, in, in the back of my yard bro. I, w- I would get a baseball bat Hit a soccer ball Into the fence and, like, like, I called that shit, like, like I was playing golf or something, bro. I would make my own sport up. I would do whatever I wanted to. Wait, when's your birthday? October 27th. Okay Alright So you're like a Libra No sir Scorpio
1: Scorpio. Uh, oh yeah, gang. Gang. Best God of the best. damn yes, Best of the best Gang Been running into a lot of you motherfuckers Dang. lately Okay so hey. I can respect that I can respect that Y'all definitely passionate Definitely passionate So shout out to all the Scorpios out there Especially Pharaoh Yes sir Because I know your ass be listening and shit Yes sir So <laughs> <laughs> But alright You big on manifestations right Yeah Alright so Go ahead Since we are gonna put this shit on record mm-hmm. In the next five years Where do you see yourself Go ahead and speak that into the universe
0: that's good. Yes
1: sir.
0: That's good. Go ahead. Do that. In the next 5 years, boy, it it'll be in the next 5 years, I'm going to have enough capital and equity to never work again. And when I say never work again, it's not saying like I'm not going I'm just going to sit on my ass. Right. So you're going to have but that financial freedom. For sure. I'm so going to have financial freedom, but I'm also going to have like enough actual assets to mm-hmm. where it's like yeah, I have like, think about that shit, like Grand Theft Auto or something. You know, like when you start playing and then it's like, you got to unlock, you, you only play, you can play in certain percentages of the map until you unlock the whole map. Yeah. Like, I promise you, I'm going to have mm-hmm. like, I see this world as like a map. Or some some of my girl be saying, it's like, hold on. <clears throat> some of my girl be saying, it's like life is like a picture, right? A full, big ass picture. But we're living, we. we you know some of those pictures of some of those like masterpieces you see on Instagram where they have like it be dots and shit and they turn and they zoom it out and it turn right, into a big yeah. thing yeah. we zoomed in on one part of the picture right now as life goes on we're going to get more and more and more so in 5 years i'm going to have enough of that picture covered to where it's like yeah i'm going to i'm not going to be living where i'm living right now i'm not going to be driving where i'm driving i'm not going to be driving what i drive right now I'm going to be driving a red Camaro with with a black hood. Like, that's something that I'm currently manifesting right now. Ooh, like, that's that's a fact. You that can, shit sound horrible. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm going to have, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be straight. I'm going to be beyond straight. I'm going to be a, a successful, motivational speaker. I'm going to be speaking in schools. I'm going to be speaking to kids. I'm going to be speaking to adults. I'm going to have a great a great social media um like um social media I'm gonna say social media platform, yeah, following. Like you're gonna be able yeah. to, to look me up for sure.
1: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. We definitely support that. We definitely support that. We definitely want to have you on here again. like oh, yeah. You know, definitely in the next it. couple of years. You know, we got to make sure we get you supported, get for you sure. a nice little platform and shit, because we going to make sure you get up there, my nigga. We're going to
0: get up there together, bro.
1: Yes, like, sir. I'm telling you, we
0: all go. That' what I do this shit for. I'm going to have, like, a community. Like, I do this shit to build a community. Like, I literally talk to people every every other day like really like every day every chance i get to connect with anybody and it ain't necessarily like it, it is about color but it ain't at the same time because it's just about the reason why it is about because because at the end of the day we're not gonna say apples ain't apples we're not gonna say our people wasn't shortcutted, you know what I'm saying? we're not That's, gonna say our people wasn't cheated we're not gonna say we didn't have where's that in already. a meal man like come on now fuck that nigga we had this world we ain't gonna say that we didn't have this world and have it stripped from us so that i'm i'm gonna I'm get back you know what i'm saying beyond yeah. that but the reason why i say it, it ain't a color thing because at the same time i will pass on a brother who mind ain't there for us a, a, a brother who who a, who who fucking how do i word it he ain't a brother you know what i'm saying but but his mind there though i will take them because it's all about your mind it's your intention you know what i'm saying so that's what I'm about. But I'm definitely going to build a community. I'm definitely about all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, anybody who want to connect. Like, y'all hit, hit me, bro. Follow me, David J. Price, on Instagram. Like, I genuinely have a love for anybody who's trying to get more for themselves or f- more for their community. So, deaf. I'm going to do what I can. Like, I plug shit in all the time. Like, any, any any fucking way I can. Like, I fucking plug my fucking barber in the other day at this nigga at my job. Old head looking for a haircut. sending him to my barber. Like, any type of connections I can make, I'm going to make them hoes. And, oh, yeah. and my goal, like, in five years from now, bro, like, I'm not going to play like this shit ain't about money. I ain't going to put no number on this shit because I don't know. I could, I could hit this shit tomorrow. I can be, I, I ain't going to shortcut myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to say I'm going to have a million in fucking in five years because I can fuck around and have a billion. But the thing about it is, like, I'm going to have so much money that way, that way, to where I'm going to have enough assets like i said to really build not build my own city but Mm -hmm. we're going to have our own city within this city so let me
1: ask you what are some of the steps that you're going to be taking for to achieve financial freedom
0: making myself like sharpening my tool every day which is my mind like all i got to do is continue to expose myself to information and take whatever i need to take from it and actually execute it Staying like consistent. you see that consistency we said that shit at the same time yeah. consistency is the key to all this shit that is not that's an understatement like you can do this shit all day long um you can you can have the plan but if you don't execute that shit properly and consistently that shit ain't going to do you nothing yeah, but knowledge right. is is useless without action that's how it becomes wisdom you know, so that's where, yeah, I'm gonna be consistent with everything I do and I'm gonna continue to spread my shit, continue to spread the joy that I have inside of me, the message that I have inside of me, the light I have inside of me, and connect other like minded people because it's, it's plenty of like minded people out there. So that's exactly oh, yeah. what all this shit about, bro. Just making, just connecting the dots. I'm gonna oh, connect yeah. so many fucking dots in five years, bro. I'm telling you, we gonna, we gonna, I fuck with y'all. Like, we gonna have, I'm telling you, bro. I'm bringing I'm, y'all boys with me. Like,
1: definitely gotta throw in the quote uh from Kevin Gates. A vision without action is merely a dream, yeah. right? So definitely make sure you add in that action with any dream wait, with any vision that you have, all right? Like real yeah. shit. And most definitely we are pushing you full-fledged on our end, like real spill. You got any more questions, my boy?
2: Uh, I have a fuck ton of questions, but we <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get to them all today. We um, about 15 minutes um left on the podcast, but okay. I do want to get into the uh, the fitness while okay. we here. So, um, what are your what is your client base like? Athletes, people trying to lose weight, so, aesthetics.
0: So really, like, so when I started off, I had to start with just friends and family, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get myself familiar, you know, what I'm saying with what I'm doing, right. And then I want to sh- I want to slowly shift more towards athletes, like, because that's the type of like, work and training that I like to do most because I'm going to push you. Like, and I want to... It's easier if I have somebody who already had that mentality because playing sports, like, I wrestled, ran track, and played football in high school. You you have to have a certain type of mentality to really get this shit, like, yeah. to really change your body. Like, For sure. So if you ain't got that shit, I got to work a little harder to do it. And I don't mind because I'm a people person, but time is money at the same time. Yeah. So I got to spend more time, you know, doing some shit where I can spend half the time with an athlete. So I'm really going to shift more towards athletes. But, um... I would say my client my client base right now is like, you know, young adults, any, any young adults and below, men and women. You know, I like to help women get their bodies right. You know, women like the flat tummy, the fat ass. And, mm-hmm. you know, men want to get, you know, the, try to get the broad shoulders, you know, fix that bad fat, you know, so yeah. they have that type of physique, little mm-hmm. superhero physique. So I'm going for things like that. Aesthetics, really.
2: Okay. So um, do you ever find it hard to relate to your clients when they're on their fitness journey, just to say the least?
0: Yes and no, only because, like, I'm, I'm always been, like, a very open-minded person. And you got to remember that I actually went through these steps myself multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. I was a kid in fifth grade, and it happened. And then after, <clears throat> after like, eighth grade, going into ninth grade and shit, um, I had to kind of go through it again. Not to the same exact degree, but I had to push myself really, really hard because I had to get, like, see, going from wrestling to football to track, you got to be in different shape. You know what I'm saying you gotta have different physiques for each sport. You actually had to cut weight for wrestling, bro. I had times where a nigga, I, I, I could, I, I, weighed in and scratched, meaning that I was overweight for that day, and I had to go run that mm. shit off in 20 minutes to wrestle that day. Wow. So yeah, I definitely had to cut weight for wrestling. But I mean, it's not. It's the only time that it's hard to relate uh, to my clients is when like. I can kind of tell like they're not pushing themselves all the way there because I can't I can't relate to that. Yeah. I've always been I've always pushed myself, and when they don't have a certain type of confidence, it's hard to not relate to that because I've never not really had confidence in myself. I've mm-hmm. never you know what I'm saying never not had that mentality that I can do it. You know, so when they like oh it's too hard or you know like. I ain't gonna lie, it really be the women. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna <laughs> yeah. lie, bro. When it, it's hard. It, we opposite sexes. We opposite genders. When it's a man, I can kind of yell at you and tell you, but come on, yeah, bro. Like, get that shit, get that shit. You ain't trying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah but like with the women, it's like I gotta,
2: uh, you know, you, yeah, can, you can do you, it. You can yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it, it, it's a little harder to like that. But um, like I said, I definitely was in their shoes, so I can I can relate in that sense. Mm-hmm. So half and half. <clears throat>
2: so what's been a consistent barrier for you as a personal fitness trainer?
0: Well. So to kind of give context, right? I'm, I'm, I launched or I was like really fully training in beginning of the last year, January beginning of last year. That's when I really like put a name behind it and everything. Now I actually started training in 2019, like June 2019. Mm -hmm. I was training like my sisters and stuff and a couple of friends, and then like for the rest of that year, I was just kind of playing around and getting myself right. And then I launched for real for real last year in January. So for the whole year. I was going, and then in December last year, I had like a back injury. So I have I'm I'm kind of on a hiatus right now, to where I'm not taking clients because I gotta heal my. I, I got to heal my body <clears throat> to a certain level before I can actually right. fully-fledged get back out there. Mm-hmm. But just as far as barriers overall, I mean, I do work a full-time job. Like yeah. I, I sell cars at <laughs> Nissan. And um, so the, the barrier, if anything, was just having a small-ass window where I could train people. Yeah. So an, also another barrier was sometimes I, w- I wouldn't be as prepared as I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Being real, like I may be fucking—I may have a client and I want to have their plan ready for them by the end of the week. But I just started developing they plan like Thursday. So now I got I sent them their plan on Sunday knowing that it's a good plan. But had I took the whole week to get this shit, it would have been an even better plan. Yeah. So shit like that, I, I didn't like when, doing shit like that. And I did by the time by the end of the year before, you know, that shit happened, I was like a lot better. I had that shit in a row. But, you know, it was just barriers. Like I'm not at the end of the day I'm not perfect. I strive to be as good as I can be, but Yeah, I'm not perfect, so I did have certain flaws. Mm
2: -hmm. So, how long did you guys plan the the show? It seems like y'all got, you guys are very structured, and I mean, you keep on uh, topic sometimes. (laughs) 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 Y'all ramble a little bit, but y'all got a lot of structure for only like 11 episodes. So, how long did y'all think about and plan the episode, I mean, the podcast, before you actually did it?
0: Damn, bro, I appreciate that. I didn't even like, I appreciate that feedback. But, I mean, we actually talked about it, like, he sparked. He sparked my mind um, probably in like June or July, he said something, and then we start actually trying to put some shit together like by the end of August. And bro, we shot like 10 fucking episodes before we published one, <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Like we shot, so we shit- What made y'all not put it up? A lot of shit was going left But at the same time <clears throat> Like me I like shit to be A certain type of way Before mm-hmm. If I'm supposed Put my name behind it yeah. So like We was recording episodes Before we even had Like a for sure for sure Logo and a for sure for sure Intro right. Like we were just Getting our, our little ducks In a row Little by little by little But we was also Recording episodes At the same time yeah. So that's how we We probably didn't shoot 10 we probably shot Like 6 though And you know And we we came up To certain things Like first we started Off with an hour and Then we was like Nah that's too long We are gonna do it For this amount of time So we kind of Was tweaking our shit But yeah We probably, I say we probably plan a shit for a month and a half before we actually post Mm -hmm. because the first one dropped in December.
2: So, um, do you listen to any other podcasts?
0: Hell yeah. I listen, like, I like to listen to, okay, so I I listen to a lot of, I listened to a lot of podcasts and before now I'm big on audiobooks. Like, any Mm -hmm. type of free time I get, I'm listening to audiobooks. But um, a lot of podcasts, I'll listen to different spirituality podcasts, real estate podcasts. Um, and just different, <clears throat> different stuff like that. Other than that, I haven't been listening to really podcasts like
2: that. Has any of that translated to you running the, um, or being the host on your show?
0: Yeah, um, because I kind of see how they... Okay, so I'm gonna say this shit be. I don't know if y'all fuck with Clubhouse or not, but Clubhouse that shit like a podcast within itself. Like yeah. I be in rooms and shit, and these folks have like a certain type of room, and even have podcast rooms in there. So that really helped depict a lot of my shit um, on my podcast. But yeah, like like Eric Thomas got a podcast. I will watch his shit. My boy um, Mike Rashid have a, had a pot he has a podcast i will watch his shit 19 keys has a podcast i will watch that shit and it kind of translate as far as like how i want to look just angles and shit mm-hmm. not necessarily what i want to talk about because i talk about just knowledge and information so the everything i learn is going to translate to that but the yeah. podcast itself more so how i want to set it up how i want the um the titles
2: to look shit like that design um so oh, hold up. so what are some things have that you learned as a host on the podcast
0: I learned how to how to definitely like um it it sounds like more simple it's very it's more complex than this but like <laughs> hold a conversation yeah you know uh, yeah saying? I understand <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like 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 really like know when to listen mm-hmm. know when to goddamn talk I've also learned to control myself even more because it be certain times where some shit might happen and I'm I'm about to like I don't want to say break character because it is very authentic yeah. but it's like. Nigga, what the fuck? What you saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I can't do that you on a podcast. You got remember you on the show. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm really on the show. Like, especially if we talking about, you know, if it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a podcast about being successful in life and winning right. your lottery of life. And so self-improvement. It's like, and- yeah, self-improvement through finances, personal development, and, and fitness. So, if that's what I'm on and that's what I'm pushing to my followers and my community, I can't right. go there type shit on the podcast. So, that it kind of helped me control myself a little bit more.
2: So, what makes uh, your podcast, in your words, different than other self-improvement podcasts?
0: Uh, it's really, it's really real. Like, it's very authentic. Like, and I'm not saying nobody else out there isn't, but I'm going to give you this shit, like, cut and dry. Um, I'm going to give you my true, I truly want whoever listening to benefit from it. Like, I truly, that's my sole purpose. Like, I don't even do the podcast for money, I make money. I do that shit because I want to help change the world, bro. Right? I want to change people's minds. Like so when I speak, I'm really speaking life into you for real. It's coming from my heart. That's that's simple. Like that's
2: real. When why did you and this will be my last question. Be out of here. <laughs> cool. But um why the thirty minute runtime? Why did y'all finally decide on the thirty minutes rather than an hour?
0: Um, so f- we we want we know people attention span is a lot shorter, <laughs> yeah. like real spill. We know it's attention packs. spans are a lot shorter, and we wanted to just optimize time. We wanted to kind of get in there, hit our points and get out of there type mm-hmm. deal. We didn't want to kind of drag it along, so we felt like thirty minutes was a cut. it was a good little time. Um, because we also have See YouTube Got a lot to do with it as well Because we on YouTube mm-hmm. So we was like Ain't nobody gonna watch this shit For an hour So yeah, when we yeah. started off When we started off We still post them on YouTube And stuff But when we started off Posting them on YouTube Like ain't nobody gonna watch it For an hour So we need to at least Cut that shit to 30 minutes mm-hmm. And we also did, We didn't want to lose Track of whatever subject We talking about So we like we See originally This is why I'm saying We talked Originally We was gonna hit an hour And talk about We gonna have an intro Outro And then We was gonna break up time To talk about this uh, personal fitness for this amount of time, yeah. finances for this amount of time, and fitness for this amount of time. And we was like, we kind of don't want to do that because every episode, it, it's kind of like we got too much going on. Right. So it was like we kind of wanted to be more concise with it and just hit our points and do it like that.
2: Yeah. Well, that's all the questions I have. You have else? Nah, nah, you everything else? No, no. We kind
1: of hit everything. Uh, I know we're running a little bit low on time right now. So, you know that's uh that's definitely a thing but uh you have anything else that you want to give any closing notes any shout outs anything
0: well i mean uh I definitely like what y'all got going on, man. This is a great podcast. Y'all definitely want to make sure y'all listen to this podcast each and every week. They got two episodes coming out a week. You don't yeah. want to miss it. Um, It's really a lot of good content. I've been watching. Oh, three. Yeah, Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Y'all got sorry, three. Right. So, look, they already on my head. Like of <laughs> grinding, boy. I kind of watched um, y'all watched for a minute. Like I think I was following you. Yeah, I was following you first, and I kind of yeah. seen y'all talking in the car and shit. Yeah. And I watched like y'all grow and shit, so I like that. But We got to start that, our
1: reaction videos again. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah that
0: shit is hard. But um, yeah. One thing I mean, anything I want to put out there, but as far as words, like if you are really listening to this. You can do anything you put your mind to. Like, it's not it's it's not that complicated. It's, it's very, very simple. It, like some of us always say, it's simple but not easy. You have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe that you can do whatever you put your mind to, and then your mind is going to actually reveal things to you and show you how you can do it. Then it's up to you to actually take the action. So once you take the action, just try your hardest, put your best foot forward, and you'll always live with the results. Oh God. Say, hey, y'all follow me, man. David J. Price, man, on, on Instagram. I'm, I'm putting daily motivational messages out there every single day.
1: Go ahead shout out your podcast too. Oh, the shout Lot out of your YouTube. Life.
0: Yeah, the Lot of Your Life podcast. We on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that. So make sure y'all show love, man. It yeah. can happen personal fitness coming back pretty soon. Online training program, course, all of that. So look Big out for it. Look yeah. out for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today,
1: folks. Y'all already know who the fuck it is. It's AK It's Young Jew, aka. A young shorty with the 40 aka young Grady granny lady Ah, i'm sorry i fucked it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> aka young grady granny lady slayer from the himalayas fuck is you talking about and y'all can follow me on uh at instagram at http.gemini y'all can also hit me on twitch and psn at that black guy jew that is that b-l-a-c-k g-u-i j-u yes sir and you already know I'm trying to get all the gifts in my like DM so you know hit your boy
2: <laughs> you already know who it is it's your boy Nate on the mic uh, follow me on Instagram at H-E-S-G-O-A-L-S also follow 7 Daily Strains and 7 Daily Strains L-O-C on Instagram as well as check out the 7 Daily Strains dot com uh, new merch coming on the 12th as well as the giveaway so look out for that uh, and that's all I got to say uh, any last words anybody before I close this out yeah
1: uh, we also got a couple of black businesses shout-outs. We want to go ahead and do Grips Good Eats uh, 1747 Metropolitan Parkway Atlanta, Georgia 30315 Y'all definitely go ahead and check them out Also Cafe Bourbon Street 1318 Silver Road, Southwest Atlanta And also Big Dave's Cheesesteaks, fifty seven Fourth 57 4th Street Northwest Atlanta, Georgia And last but not least Triple J's Pizza Which is 1020 Piedmont Avenue Northeast Atlanta, Georgia 30309 those are all black businesses coming up in Atlanta and we just want to make sure we shout those out no we're not getting paid advertisements for them but you know that would be nice but you know we always want to make sure we give support and uh for all of our black entrepreneurs out here and black businesses and shit like that so
0: you know yeah we and I know I know we out here And I know I'm a guest But y'all make sure Y'all go to Arise Cafe That is the best Black owned Motherfucking brunch spot You can go to It's in the Camp Creek Marketplace I don't know the address You but said go there.
1: Arise Cafe?
0: Yeah it's called Arise Like A-R-I-Z-E Arise That shit Oh yeah I'ma do, that. I'ma do that I'ma yes, do that yes sir. yes sir
1: I'ma do that That sound like five. Oh yeah also Make sure y'all hit up Red Martini We on Wednesday night Me and my nigga Nate Will be there So if y'all You know Recognize us from the podcast y'all go ahead well even though y'all not really gonna see our face and shit like that but if y'all follow us on instagram like we've been saying in every episode there you go. then you will know who we go. are i'm just saying but yeah definitely y'all can go ahead and meet us up up there we're gonna be uh trying to get some new artists to come up on the podcast and shit like that but um yeah we gone